Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. night july 6 2023 no do not adjust your earbuds do not adjust your speakers you are not hearing things wrong this is the man with the award-winning and holy beard dj coming at you on the tail end of the intro music for the dwi podcast this is a simulcast actually a tricast i should say something very special for the chair shot radio network listeners three you counted them. One, two, three podcasts coming together to talk some money in the bank and all the wrestling going on over the weekend. I am going to wrap around the room and introduce this cast of characters that we have with us here tonight. I'm going to start with the actual host of the DWI podcast, Mr. P.C. Tunney. Sir, how are you tonight? Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I'm doing wonderful, and your beard is looking as beautiful as ever. Um, thanks for <coughs> thanks for having me. Uh, what? <laughs> thanks for having each other. Oh, hey, where, if I had the Golden Girls theme right now, thank you for being a friend. All right, you better move oh, on. You better move yeah, on, or I'll just keep is. singing. And as we continue on with this Chair Shot Radio Network podgasm podcast orgy, going to introduce new. To the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, which is my podcast, but a DWI co-host as well, the lawyer, Dave Unger. Sir, welcome tonight. Welcome indeed. Uh, pleasure to be a part of this podcast. And uh, if it's a podgasm, I'll just pleasure myself. 
So there you go. Who's that guy sitting in the corner? Dave is the host of the that Big Four, the, the Big Four podcast, which uh, you know Dave and I have uh, like a couple episodes we need to finish up. It's attitude of aggression. attitude of aggression. Big, I'm big sorry. Four is just a subdivision of gotcha. whatever it's it a is. Big conglomerate over there. Yeah, you got Dadass on the left, Big Four on the right, and yeah, that's that's how it works. Okay, well, th- thank you for correcting me because I screwed that all to hell. We don't. We just make it up as we go along, DJ. So, <laughs> and when you get these tricasts together like this, anything can happen, and uh, it probably will tonight. Next up, hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, co-host on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, a man destined to go through a barbershop window, Jason. Sir, welcome aboard. Dave, it sounds like that your corporate structure over there is over is a lot like it is over here in that it's written on the back of a Denny's napkin. So, <laughs> I, I hop at least, but it could be a Denny's napkin. Yeah, you know they're 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 interchangeable. So, do you know what you call yeah. a, do you know what you call a waitress with yeah. one leg? Oh no, I Eileen. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> and people clown me for wanting to go to Waffle House. Anyway, rounding out this table, last but never, ever, ever least, the minister of truth, the father of facts and figures, the deacon of data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and the man with the golden shovel. Mr. Rob, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, good to be here. All right. We have got a lot of people here on here on here tonight, and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to start off with Money in the Bank. The Money in the Bank premium live event came to us from the UK this weekend. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying another absolute home run by WWE. Awesome show uh, from start to finish. I didn't think there was a bad match. I thought some matches were better than others. But all in all, three and a half hours of sports entertainment that I was sports entertained on. Let's start with Rob. What were your thoughts on the show, sir? Uh, Very good show. And I don't know. um, I don't have like a grade for the whole thing, but like the, the the high points were really high, and like you said, it was a good three and a half hours, and um, there was some there was some real wild stuff that happened, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Uh, there there were a lot of questions coming out of this weekend that uh, yeah. we're going to try and sift through. Uh, but let's go over here to uh, let's go over here to the lawyer, Mr. Unger. What'd you think of the show, sir? Oh, I thought it was a uh, uh, like you're saying another excellent show from WWE. They they. Uh, they don't put on too many bad pay-per-views nowadays. Uh, some are better than others. Yeah, this overall, I thought this was an excellent event. You know, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say best money in the bank ever, because um, I no. think I was I was at the one that was the best one ever. But uh, 2016, humble, the one humble, in Vegas. Humble break. Yeah, humble. But, um, I, you know, obviously we'll talk about the uh, Roman and the Bloodline Civil War, which had possibly the biggest moment in money in the bank history. So, you know, uh, yeah, another another great show. Yeah, pretty good couple weeks for wrestling between that and Forbidden Door. You, you know, you can't complain. Now, wrestling fans are being fed. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit later on in the show. Uh, I, I broke my my AEW cherry and I want to talk a little bit about that. But uh, let's move on now here. Uh, Jason, what do you think of the show? Just the show in general. I think it lived up to the kind of big five that we slotted into um it it's quietly become that show uh, as survivor series not this year but as survivor series has kind of petered out um in in year to year money in the bank has kind of been the show where they really put it all on the table and they did it again this year um the crowd was awesome 
the crowd, you know, they, it was it was fantastic. I mean, the crowd was hot on the entire time, and it was just it was it lived up to the big five billing, is what I'll say. All right, and moving on down here, Mr. Tunney, sir, your thoughts. Another great pay per view, like you guys said, it's in a long line of pay per views for the WWE where they. They haven't stubbed their toe whatsoever. It's been at least a double every time, and there's been a lot of home runs along the way and some Grand Slam storylines, just to equate it to the Boys of Summer is the only thing we got going on on TV as far as sports go now, but that's okay. We still got wrestling. Um, great show. I love where we're headed. I can't wait to get into it match by match, but before we do, I got to tell everybody that they're listening to Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Quick break. When we come back, we're breaking it down match by match. This is the Mindless DWI Very Aggressive Attitude Podcast. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, and we are back. So we are going to break down this card uh, batch by match. And I know on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, we usually, this is the segment of the show where Jason takes over. Jason, I don't know if you have the card pulled up in front of you. Oh, I don't. I came into this with like, with Oh, you are are a professional at your job, sir. Please, Pizza Funny's here. He can take care of everything. Yeah, Pizza <laughs> Funny's got it like on the back of his, like on the back of his hand or something like that. He's actually got it pulled up right in front of him. So you know what? Why don't we let? I do it like the Rock. I write it on my hand. Oh, burn! Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, then we will let PC Tunny, since this is the DWI Mindless Wrestling Attitude of Aggression Podcast Tricast. It's, look, it's, it's Homelander's favorite podcast. That's what this oh, is. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, nice. That's the worst nice. part of the writer's strike is we got to wait even longer for that. All right, back to wrestling here. Let's do this. Guys, we'll go in order. I mean, what an electric match all the way through. Jason, I mean... I could I just I was so psyched for this pay-per-view and once this match started I could just feel it. I could feel the O2, I could feel the guys in the ring. What do you think about the crowd and the final result? Because I think everybody agrees that the match was absolutely awesome. Which match are we talking about, Bubba? Which oh, match are we talking about? Men's men's so we're going down the, the open, card. Yeah, we're going oh, I said we're going right down the card. We're going right down the card. All right, so the men's Money in the Bank briefcase match was exactly what it should have been. It show, Everyone got just enough showcase. Everyone got the stunt show. We, I, I mean, the moment of the show of the, I mean, dude, moment of the show, aside from stuff that involves storyline, was Ricochet saving Logan Paul's life and, and, and being like, fuck it, we're going. And he took him into that uh, that uh, Spanish fly or whatever it was off the middle rope onto the outside into the table, and that was an all time, all time, all time like fuck it, we go. Okay, We're going. You, you brought it up, so then everybody's also got to respond to because I think the whole thing is a work. I think what they did might have been supposed to look a little bit smoother, but I think they were supposed to miss and go into that because you get the friction between them heading into SummerSlam where all the marks already think, oh, well, we already know it's planned, so they're mad at each other oh. for that for real. Oh, no, I, I – okay, yeah, the, it might have been a spot that didn't quite go as smooth as it was supposed to, and, and maybe it was – the Spanish fly through the table was always the plan, but even still – the recovery and the no 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 we're going 
You don't understand. I'm the professional. I've been doing this in gyms in a Puma mask in front of 40 people. This is my moment, Mr. Reality Television star. <laughs> Fuck it, we're going. That's hilarious. But to Logan Paul's credit, he's wanted those big moments. Oh, so, he, And I can't take anything away from him because as soon as he realized it, Logan was like, all right, I guess here we go. <laughs> take over, DJ. So, what about what do you think? Yeah, all in all, man, I thought the match was spectacular. Um, everybody looked good. Everybody looked important, which is something WWE has really excelled at over the last year and a half. You know, since Triple H has really taken the reins, I know there were a lot of times, and I've talked about this on on our podcast, where you get these matches where there's multiple people, you get one or two, maybe three stars who really look like stars, and then everybody else is just kind of meat for the grinder. This didn't feel like this. Everybody out there showed up. Everyone showed out. Uh, Yeah, the highlight of the night was Ricochet protecting the asset. Um, I agree with everything Jason said. I, I don't know... I kind of feel like they're turning, and I don't want to use the word botch because I hate the word botch. But for lack of a better term, they turn they're turning the botch into a storyline, and I like that. Um, and yes, it, Logan Paul is here for the big moments. I, I think we have him on borrowed time. Whether we have him for a year or five years, he wants to squeeze as many moments out of whatever time he's going to give us as possible. And I'm looking forward to a program with him and Ricochet. I think it's going to absolutely tear the house down. Dave, what do you think? Because I know we talked about we we thought coming into this we were going to get a Logan Paul Ricochet SummerSlam match. So how much is this kind of planned out and almost just a perfect mistake if you you know like DJ said they they kind of benefit from it adding to the storyline. You know, I think up to a point they were trying to screw it up, um, but like Jason said, once they got once they got to the point where it's like fuck it, we're going. Um, the landing probably I don't think that was kind of planned you know I think that kind of went off the rails a little bit but you know at the same time I thought I thought the match was tremendous I thought you know everything that they like you guys are saying all the guys got great spots they all had their moments um if there's any doubt about how over LA night was they were erased in this match um and you know a lot of people are upset that he didn't win I think it was the right move for kind of like the same reason that I have grown to accept that Cody not beating Roman at WrestleMania, probably the right move. Um, so I like the result. I think, you know, send your money in the bank, probably a good call. Um, you know, that adds to the judgment days resume, which, you know, at this point we'll talk more about Finn Balor later on, but I thought it was a hell of a match. I mean, one of the better money in the bank matches that we've seen so far. Rob, you've had time to crunch the numbers here. What are your thoughts on the uh, whole money in the bank? And, uh, the, the, the botch in quotes and and okay. seen your money in the bank move us forward after your thoughts from from the earlier question okay um big improvement over last year last year's match was just a i mean it was it, it, it was flat because it was like we knew that whoever got the briefcase wasn't gonna cash it in a room and so that kind of took a lot of air out of the room and then when they brought Austin theory out it was like oh well he's obviously gonna win and which means Austin Theory is going to have the briefcase. And so last, for me anyway, last year's Men's Money in the Bank match was just very flat and just uneventful. How about this year's Money in the Bank match? Much better because you know why? Because there were people in there. Again, there, there were there were people in there who you, you got you three people who felt pretty strong we could win between L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, or Priest, and. The other and the other people in the match, like I said, they all got 
moments. They all got good spots to do. Um, and as far as the, the thing with Logan Paul and Ricochet, look, I think the match was always planned because they did the thing. They had to spot the Royal Rumble. So this has always been in the works to do this match between them. So I think that part of it was planned. Um, and I that- think it looked to me... Looked to me like they were supposed to just go through the tables like Bubba Ray Dudley did at WrestleMania 17 when he got tipped over off the ladder, and then they got hung up in the ropes, and then, and then that's when because actually I mean, there was a video from uh, Logan Paul talking about it, and he and when they got tangled up in the ropes, he was basically saying, "Oh, we we fucked up," and and they called a great audible. Yeah, and then then they really Ricochet, did. And then Ricochet was just like just that's like Jason said, Ricochet just grabbed him like, "I right, we're going." And you know Logan Paul was just like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> and, yep. Um, before we before we move on, I've got a question. We I, we posed this question on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast last week, and I want to get uh, Tony and Dave's opinion here. L.A. Knight, I basically said I, L.A. Knight gained nothing by winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. Dave, I'll start with you. Do you agree with that sentiment, or do you think him being the Money in the Bank uh, contract holder would have put him in a different level? I, I think it's it's easy to do the knee-jerk reaction, say he's the most over guy. We got to have him win the briefcase. But he hasn't done shit to earn it. And I think that's the biggest thing. This is a guy who lost a few to Bray Wyatt, and Bray hasn't been seen since then. So really, what has L.A. Knight done since then other than cut great promos? So, I, you know, it's Vince. If Vince was truly in charge, L.A. Knight would have won. They would have shot, you know, he would have been hot-shotted right to the title. I don't know. Vince had him being a manager of the maximum male well, model. So you think yeah. he would have? No, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm saying like that would be Vince's booking. Was that okay. LA Knight? Okay. He's the most over. He would have won. Um, but Hunter's taking a little bit of different approach to it. He wants guys to earn it. He wanted, you know, Cody had been gone for that whole time, won the Rumble, really hadn't done a whole hell of a lot. You know, Cody's earning his stripes to get back to Roman. Um, LA Knight needs to, you know, he needs to establish. I mean, what? He. Who did he beat to qualify for this thing? I forgot. I forgot who Montez, Montez Ford. Yeah, he beat Montez Ford. That's the most significant victory he's had in what a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, while it would have made a great moment and a big pop had he pulled the briefcase down, and I think everybody would have gone crazy for it. I get why they didn't do it. And if you compare their body of work between Damian Priest and L.A. Knight for the last six months, it's no comparison. Who Absolutely. Deserves, who deserves that briefcase when you look at that? Yeah, I mean it's Damian Priest. Let me, let me just jump in on for that. Um, to me, the biggest thing is with who should get the briefcase is what's the story going forward for them after after they get it. And there's no story for LA Knight with the briefcase. That was my point to the whole thing. There's, there's well. no story for him. There's a story for Priest because you have the tension with Finn Balor. Finn Balor trying to beat Seth Rollins. Priest has the briefcase go after Seth Rollins. They're going to bump heads. Right, that's right there. Tony disagrees, and we like to play booking by booking by PC Tony. And um, so I think you have a story with Priest coming out of it. I mean, Logan Paul is Logan Paul, and and Logan Paul, asshole reality TV guy, you know, wanting to get the world title with the briefcase is a story in itself. If he had won, but there was no story for LA Knight. I mean, because look, was going to cash in on Austin Theory and take the US title. He's not cashing in on Roman Reigns. Um, so and he's on. He's not. He's on SmackDown. He's not going to go back over to Raw, or else they're going to incur the wrath of those of us who respect the integrity of the brand split. Okay. Yeah, Rob, Rob's also the brand split police of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I'm about to add that to your intro. And Rob, Tony, Tony, you have different thoughts. 
Tony, before you talk, I wanted to throw uh, something out to you. Oh, go ahead. That it's interesting now that this is the first year they've done it where they're talking about money in the bank, like Rob's talking about cashing in on Austin Theory, where they are openly saying the contract can be cashed in on, I'm air quoting, any world championship. And when you listen to them, they're considering the IC title world championship, United States championship, a world championship, because they're talking about that. Um, it, it does give them more flexibility, like where Rob was talking about how last year got so stupid because, like, well, he's not going to cash in on Roman. Um, now you've got options, and it creates this I, this situation where you're not sure who well, who are they going to cash in and on and when. So I do like that they're doing that, and now I'll turn it over to Tony. Oh, Jason, you had something to say. Go ahead. Just very quickly to catch you both up on all of our views on L.A. Knight not winning, uh, you can't use the number with a presumptive number one contender, Mr. Money in the Bank, and then presumably later world champion. You can't use him at 815. You can't use him in a nothing match on on SmackDown or, you know, or whatever. You can't you do what L.A. Knight is awesome at and plugging holes where it's like, hey, we need 15 minutes of entertainment right here. All right, Tony, you're so, up. Yeah, sorry, Tony, you're up. We all agree that L.A. Knight is really good on the mic, right? Absolutely. Yes. Correct. We all agree that he does a hell of a job in the ring, right? Absolutely. Correct. Wow, I wonder how they find. Less. I wonder how they'd find a way to ever get that guy on TV in meaningful ways with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I wonder. Hmm. Hmm. He's really good at everything. I think they'd figure yeah, it does out. He, okay, we're but not but saying that it's impossible, it, man. Here's the thing. Okay. I can't answer that question because, to 100%, I can give you my opinion. I thought he should okay. win it because of those factors. They gave it to Damian Priest, right now. What we need to do is look at the Money in the Bank briefcase as a tool, because that's what it is. It would have been a tool to display uh, <clears throat> L.A. Knight and his skills over the course of television, and it needed to be a long run for him to be effective by it, continuing to build that character. So by you guys' point, he has more meaningful matches in more meaningful spots, builds his way into it, right? If you want to do something quick, it would have been Logan Paul because Logan Paul is not getting paid nothing to be at very few events, right? So he's going to be even paid even more to have to be around even more. They trust Demian Priest. We've talked about this over the last few months, Dave and I especially. That's why he's getting these opportunities. He's built the good faith. And they decided that they needed the tool of money in the bank to further the Judgment Day storyline. That's what they did. And I'm completely okay with it, right? Vegas had the odds sitting there, and those were the top three guys that we just talked about. I'm fine with it. But to say what would they do with L.A. Knight and the Money in the Bank briefcase is a very irresponsible question, in my opinion. They'd no, figure it out. No, no, He's no, really no, fucking no, good. You're saying there's more to do with Damian Priest with it okay. than L.A. Knight. Exactly. And no. L.A. Knight doesn't need it to, hey, he needs... A, why does Damian Priest, does Priest really need it, though? Does Priest really need it? No. As a plot point with him and Finn? Absolutely. I mean. Exactly. It, it yeah, does it add absolutely. an element. It adds an element to Damian's personality that isn't there previously. I think having him with that briefcase is going to help broaden the scope of what he can do. And, I, you know, he does enough as it is. But I think it just, you know, and it, it's been a, it, you know, it's been a while since you had a really big dude like <clears throat> Damian Priest with the briefcase. I mean, Brock had it, but that, that's Brock, yeah. you know, so <laughs> Brock is tell Brock. Me, but. Tell me a time in their history in kayfabe, even going back to their NXT runs and whatnot, where at any point in their career, 
Damian Priest has felt more powerful than Finn Balor. About three days ago. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I don't know, every time I see them stand next to each other. No, I mean, and Jason raises a good, well, I'll I'll get there when we get to Finn Balor, when we talk about Finn and Seth, because there's interesting things going on with the Judgment Day. Yeah, we can we can get to that. Let's move Let, on. Yeah, we got to move on because otherwise it's going to be a five hour show. But quick around the horn, yes. quick quick around the horn. I'll, I'm sorry, I'll grab the reins back here. I just was we had a real fun little. I lost the conversation. I lost. That's okay. Good, it happens. Good for the four of you for ganging it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, real quick, real quick. Uh, DJ first. When is Damian Priest cash in and on who? Who's your early call? Real quick. I I don't want uh, your explanation. I my just early say, call is going to be Seth Rollins within before the end of the year. Uh, Dave. I'd say Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Rob. Uh, Seth Rollins, September or October. Uh, uh, Jason. Finn Balor at Survivor Series. Oh, look at that! Wow! Wow! You got me okay. like. I'll I'll stick with what I said. I like going, it. Yeah! Wow! That's nuts. Um, the February pay per view against Seth Rollins. It turns into a three way for the <clears> title <throat> somehow. All right. Um, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeat Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler after Shayna turns on Ronda. This was so poorly executed. The match was solid. I just don't believe in the tag team championships anymore. What do you guys have to say? I don't really care who talks now. All right, let me go first. I, yeah, go for Rob it. has thoughts. I don't want to say. <laughs> Rob, keep it to 30, Rob, keep it to 37 minutes, okay? I'm talking first because DJ, you were not you were not going to trap me, okay? And earning another <laughs> earning, earning another hater badge, okay? That's why I'm going first, all right? I'll explain that later. Okay, yeah. you're not going to set me up this week, so. <laughs> okay. Um, the match was fine. Um, I guess my thoughts are really just about the whole tag team title thing. Um, I really wanted Shane and Ron to get a longer run because that. If you if that that division somebody has to hold those belts for a while or have a good run with those belts for a while, if that division's ever going to make it, um, Shayna and Ronda were the perfect team to do it because they could obviously realistically beat everybody for a few months before somebody finally beat them. Um, it looks like Ronda may be close to the exit door here, which is why they're doing this now. Um, which. Yeah, again, I think this just it's too soon. Um and but if Ronda if if Ronda is indeed leaving soon, then they then they gotta do it. Because this is what she's what she's always wanted to do since she came back was team with Shayna, have match with Shayna. And so if she is indeed heading out soon, then they gotta do it now. And but again, I'm it's just it makes me again kind of wonder you know, with this whole tag team division, you know, here we go again, right? Um, another, you know, quick, fast title reign, another title change, another set of champions who we know are not going to be together forever. Um, but I hope they, I do hope they keep the belts for a while because somebody needs to keep the belts for a while. Dave, uh, Rob is extremely disenfranchised. Can you enfranchise him? <laughs> No, I can't. Um, not with the women's tag titles, I can't. Because he's absolutely right. You're right, two times. Yeah, you know, honestly, the tag women's tag titles have been irrelevant since the Kabuki Warriors, right? I mean, when it was Oscar and Kyrie Sane, there was a team that was actually a team. 
that you get behind and they held the titles for a little while and they're like, okay, these guys are a formidable team. Now it's just like, and that's, that's a subplot. I mean, I think Shayna and Rhonda breaking up and Shayna turning on her. And I know they wanted to make Rhonda sympathetic. Well, that backfired. Because if you listen to Shayna's promo on Monday night, people are cheering her because she's saying all the shit that all of us are thinking. You entitled her. She served up. She did. That was Shayna Baszler's best. Yeah, that was that was her best promo that she's ever cut. It was a face turn. It was a face turn for Shayna. It was. And I mean, she just called her out. You entitled little bitch. You know, I'm working my ass off because I really love it here. But yet you walk in the door, you're in, you know, with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 34 and all this, which isn't necessarily true. If we really think about it, Rhonda earned her stripes. She put in a lot of effort initially. Now she has turned into this entitled little shit who um, most of us are like, yeah, get the hell out. We don't care anymore. So hopefully Shayna, you know, beats the shit out of her, sends her packing. And that's the end of it. And I think am I the only one here who likes Rhonda? (laughs) Yes, you are. You are, Rob. No, I like I I like Rhonda. If Shayna is the one who sends Rhonda packing, that's a big rub for Shayna Baszler. And that immediately makes her kind of where she was in NXT, where she was this dominant champion. Listen, hold on, Jason, before you jump in here, I got to I no, no, I just got to tell Rob first. Hold on. I got to tell Rob first. Stop. Stop. I got to tell Rob something first. Rob. I like Rhonda, and you can find her on Stars on Mars on Channel 6, Fox News, on Monday night. Sorry, Jason, go ahead. your bandwagon nerd shit. This is not a quadcast. Oh, yeah, and listen to bandwagon nerds on Monday morning. Him and I never interact. Patrick O'Dowd is not here, and he's not listening to this show anyway. That's right. Here's a question, Dave. So you're saying that when, when Shayna Baszler defeats Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, it will propel her... To heights here for uh, here for never seen, right? On the main roster, yes. Liv Morgan has now pinned Ronda Rousey three times. Right, but Jason, what's, I just want to get what's, that fact what, out there. What's Liv Morgan's Liv finisher? Liv Morgan will probably retire as the girl what's, who's pinned Ronda Rousey the most. And Liv Morgan is circling the stratosphere. What's Liv Morgan's the finisher? Ronda killer. What's Liv Morgan's Actually, finisher? That's not, that's not true because Ronda has been Ronda has been pinned more than about three or four times by someone. Sometimes else. you can get her finisher in fruit style. Oh, it's a roll up. No one believes in Liv. She's pretty. She's the Anna Kornikova of the WWE. Move on. God damn! <laughs> Man, Tony's on the wrong train. Wow, <laughs> that's not true. Liv Morgan's won championships. So did Anna She's Kornikova. Right now. Okay, yeah. Did Anna Kornikova have the championship, Tony? I don't know about that. She has a few singles titles. The hate on this show right now is offensive. Anna Kornikova did not win any major. I said, I didn't say a major. I said championship. She won won the Wisconsin Open. I'm pretty sure of that. She's going to win the Wisconsin Open every time she comes to the state, baby. I bet she is. My God. Can I get some words in, or are we moving on to the next match? I think we need to talk about Anna Kornikova for a minute. So on on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, I have this little thing that I do with Rob, and I dangle the Liv Morgan carrot, and and Rob, he's the genius of the show, but every time I do it, he falls for it, and he falls down a rabbit hole of just busting on Liv Morgan. It's a little thing that we do. We have fun with it. I happen to like Liv Morgan. I also happen to like Ronda Rousey. I understand the value that she brings. I understand the cachet of fans that she brings. I also understand that I think she's probably reached the end of what she can do here. Um, I, I, I just feel like the, the value versus the cost isn't balanced out anymore. Um, 
I was a little surprised. I shit the bet on this prediction. I predicted uh, Ronda and Shayna to win. And actually, I predicted Raquel to turn on Liv. And we got the opposite of that. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. The match itself was very good. Like, it's one of the better matches that I've seen from all four of these women recently. And then it was, like, abruptly over. And you're like, okay, what the hell are we doing? And I said on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast last week, I didn't think that there was enough money in a Ronda Shayna match this soon. I thought it was a WrestleMania match. Obviously, again, I know fuck all about it. Um, WWE is in a better spot to know these things than I do. And we're getting the match probably at SummerSlam. And it looks like Ronda may be out the door, man. And whether that's premature or not, that's not for me to say. But, you know, let's 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 run with it. I, I agree with, you know, Dave. Uh, Shayna cut the promo of all promos for her career on Monday night. Uh, told Ronda exactly where she stood with everything. And if she, if anybody's going to drum Ronda Rousey out of the territory, it's Shayna Baszler. Well, that's who should do it if, if it's going to be that. Um, and look, well, look, I've spoken at length about Ronda and how the IWC just has her completely dead wrong as far as, you know, narratives and all of that. Um, if it, it does look like, it really does look like this, she won't be around much longer. And to be honest, and look, she's very candid when she goes on her live streams and everything. Um, she feels like that they gave her the runaround basically, um, because she wanted to do this team thing with Shayna from the moment she got back. And, you know, according to her and Shayna, both saying this, um, they gave, you know, they just continually gave her the runaround, um, until she finally round the and put her foot down about it. So if she is leaving soon, um, I mean, she's not going to shit on the company or anything like that, but I'm, I'm guessing that she's less than satisfied with how things have turned out. I look at it from the company's perspective. They're going to put their talent where they think they're going to make the most money. And given the state of where I think we all agree the women's tag team division is, there's no money in a Ronda Shayna tag team. There's more money with Ronda in a singles run than there is in a tag team championship run. Sorry. Yeah. It's just well now now here, here, here's where I'll here's where I'll pull up my uh, spreadsheets on you sir. Don't well, go deep into listen, this. Listen, if we All go right, if we good. go for okay, 25 so minutes on every match here, and this one don't even okay. mean that much, we're gonna will, be here till midnight. Yeah. All right, look, ne- next week when it's just us and we have more time, I'll get. We'll it. discuss <laughs> it on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast next week. The uh, we'll go back to the junior corner with Rob. Does anybody wow, have any? I'm so looking forward to that. Does anybody have any legitimate thoughts on this whole match that happened at, at Money in the Bank that none of that anybody else didn't touch on? Just so I didn't lose anybody's thought. I think we got everything out there between uh, between us. All right. I think we did. Well, uh, That's kind of where we got to go. Liv, just real quickly about Liv. I think that 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 was actually the blown not Liv, uh, Shayna and Ronda. That was actually the blown spot of the night. I think they were supposed to do something totally different for the turn, and then. They're like, oh, we're out of position or something's wrong or whatever. And then Ronda or Shayna was like, fuck it. I'm just going to hit you. According to Ronda, they got their time cut. Yep. The match match went nine minutes, and I don't think it was supposed to go that long. Tony, here's my bold prediction. Last thing I'll say about this. Ready? Tony Khan makes a serious run. At getting Ronda Rousey into AEW. No, I don't think Ronda is Ronda Rousey. Oh, is, and how do we how do we know Ronda Rousey's contract? And Tony Khan comes up dry on it. She's not. I'm she's not, not saying she'll go. I'm hunter. saying he is going to make a serious pitch for Dave, her. Dave, she can't find her. She's oh. on Mars right now. Gunther and Matt Riddle. This match got seven minutes and forty five seconds. This is a man. These two guys I could watch for twenty five minutes. 
let, why don't we just talk about, like, I don't know where Riddle's career is going here after coming back from what happened. Let's talk about Gunther, right? Let's talk about the impressive run he's on. And you guys, just give me your prediction on where you think Gunther and this IC championship is leading to. Jason, start us off. Uh, I think we're going well past Honky. Uh, and talk, I think we're setting a new modern record. For P, yeah. for Wait, PC, hey, Jason, I'm the one. I'm the one supposed to talk about going past yeah. monkeys. For okay. PC purposes, it's, <laughs> for, yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. What is this? <laughs> Before this turns into Richard Pryor and Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live, I'll just let you know. Anytime the DWI is involved, he's known as the Tonkster, which, if uh, he defends the championship at payback. He will pass the Tonkster like September 9th this this uh, this fall this uh, late summer. I think that the new the WWE's favorite number two came back just in time to serve a a beautiful victory to Gunther on his way to that. That was on the number two. Yeah, I know, I know. He's back! Yay! Thank God he left his fucking sword at home. Rob, what do you Thank think? <laughs> uh, okay, um, I think all right, we, obviously we're going to get Drew and Gunther at SummerSlam. Gunther's going to escape at SummerSlam. Drew's going to be him later. Oh, all right. Yeah. Interesting. DJ? Uh, I think Gunther definitely beats uh, beats Honky's record. I don't know where they're going with Drew. There's still you know, a lot of speculation that Drew uh, still has not signed a contract extension. So... With that news hanging in the air, I think Gunther retains for a while. I I agree. I think this goes till oh man, I don't even know. This could go all the way to WrestleMania as well. It could. Uh, just because I could see Gunther taking the title off of Roman um, <laughs> at 42, but we'll see. Dave, what do you think? Because I got one more quick question for everybody. Yeah, he's breaking you know Honky Tonk's record. I mean, you don't get. They just talk about him passing Savage. You don't get this close. And then have him come up short. So uh, whether he beats Drew at at SummerSlam, whether there's a non-finish and they they continue that on for a while, I think that's in play because of Drew's status. That you know, and there's there's a lot of people out there, a lot of um undercurrent that maybe the IC title is holding Gunther back a little bit at this point in time. Um, I don't necessarily buy that. I think he's a tremendous. He I, is the number two. I'd put him above Seth right now if I'm ranking champions. I, I think DJ oh, wow. shook his head just like I did at the same time is because since Roman has been around and this new world championship, it's been only beneficial for him to have that belt in the run he's Absolutely. Yep. So, um, oh, man. You had a question. Drew McIntyre. What are the odds he ends up in AEW? Give me a percentage. Zero. Rob, zero, okay. Yeah. D, D, Jason, zero. DJ? Zero. Zero. Dave? I'll say 15%, just to throw something out there. He's not going there. Look, um, I'll, look, he, he just he doesn't want to resign for just peanuts. Or he, or he doesn't want to just he doesn't want to resign just for the sake of resigning. Okay. Tony Khan would donate a testicle to get Drew McIntyre on his right on his roster. The only reservation and, for him to go to AEW no, no, is yeah. So you can run you can run those clips of the current champion of wwe going you've always been my favorite number two and then beating him you know the worst thing for AEW would be all their top guys would look like midgets when drew mcintyre came over yeah this is true 
Yes. We never uh, got Drew versus Adam Cole, so I mean, but n- not that I want to see that. But <laughs> do you ever watch a fucking weightlifter beat up a four fourth grader? He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna beat the shit out of him and say, "Go bag my groceries, bitch." That's and awesome. Adam's only lost weight, and Drew's only gained it since they could have fought. So okay. yeah, Drew was all jacked up on Saturday, was he not? Uh, oh look, look, yeah, he, and he, I he, saw, yeah, and I saw yeah. Adam Cole Wednesday night. Uh, Brother, did you find? Did you lose the gym? What is going on? I think we found the buffet, Jason. We might get into that and some some bonus content here after Money in the Bank. All right, here, um, Cody Rhodes, Dominic Mysterio. We're moving on. Mommy ringside. I I gotta ask this question to you guys: Is Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio a future WrestleMania main event? Because man, good God, God, I hope not. What do you mean? No, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind right now that they are grooming grooming Dominic Mysterio for the main event scene. He's had a a short program with Seth. He's had a short program with Cody. They're getting him in there with all the top guys. They're absolutely looking five to ten years down the road. Thank you. At Dominic Mysterio. Thank you. Being a main event player in WWE. No doubt about it. uh, Cody's still going to be here in four or five years. Why wouldn't Rhodes family, Mysterio family? I mean, you know, that's. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I would totally be down for that. Dave, talk to us and start us off on the conversation, though, that that is the most meaningful here now is because this match happened. It was a good match, but we're moving forward. Cody is Brock Lesnar for the third time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, they're going to have to pull out something. I don't know what kind of match you're going to do at SummerSlam. Um, I've got, you know, yeah, I mean, they've got to do some sort of blow off to this feud, right? They're one and one. You got to have SummerSlam's got to be somebody's got to win. You got to figure Cody's going to win. What's the best opportunity for him to try and win this, that match? There's a handful of things you could do. Um, but also, just to quickly interject, Dave, the quick at last SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar brought a tractor and he couldn't beat that. <laughs> and Cody and him have had some moments. So, this is in terms of wrestling, there needs to be an escalation here. Right. And, yeah. and what's going is he gonna come in on the space shuttle? Hell in a cell. That's what I was thinking. Uh, I mean, we had last man standing last year. Cody Brock hell in the cell. Has Cody ever been in a hell? In, well, with yes, with yeah. Seth, yes. With with Seth, Seth. That's with too soon. Too soon. I too soon. I mean, it you know it does raise something where you look at you know with Cody that was the match where it, I mean he was injured before that of course but that's the one that <clears> put him out. You know, you could play that up. Brock hasn't been in Hell in a Cell since Undertaker, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, SummerSlam in, what, 2015 or 16 or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that, you know. I, I don't like it. last man standing because they just did it last but year. They, like Jason and they was just did Hell in a Cell with him and Seth. So how can you? That was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, that, that match shouldn't be used every fucking year. That's why it's not Double a what? That's not, that's why it's not a pay-per-view anymore. Not used to have him sell once a year? Come on, man. No, it makes it Oh. Hey, let's get everybody we have on the entire roster on WrestleMania. Oh, no one's special anymore. Why don't we have a street fight every night? Oh, it's not special anymore. Some things need to last a little bit longer. Kind of like a Roman Reigns title reign. God damn it, why do we have a Royal Rumble every year? 
That's, it just did a Royal right, Rumble 12 that's, months ago, That's guys. bullshit. That's bullshit. Come on now. You they know that's unfair. That's so unfair. That's so unfair. That's so unfair. Oh, come I on. I'll defend Pizza, Tunny on that, Pizza Funny on that one because Royal Rumble is not an escalation. Hell in a Cell is an escalation. So, like, you can't just say. Yeah, oh, DJ, it's, it's take that. So maybe we'll put Brock's hat on a pole match. I don't know, or Cody's cast on a pole. Scaffold match. Scaffold. Yeah, whole miners glove match. Jim Cornette is Jim Cornette back booking prison for one night. Oh hell no! We're moving on. That is the. We're moving on. You guys are out of hand. This court is out of order, sir. That is the dirt worst kind of match. Order in the podcast. Order on the podcast. I got to tell everybody right now that they're listening to the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. This is not only Attitude of Aggression, Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and the DWI Podcast. We're having a podgasm over here, and we'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, women's money in the bank. EO Sky takes it down. Huge betting favorite leading into this, guys. Like, she was minus 550, and then some other kind of bullshit came out, and she went down to minus 250. Totally, totally the big odds favorite in Vegas leading into this. Anybody surprised at that, that that kind of got leaked? Because that's the really... Everything was pretty chalk if you looked at the betting odds. No, no just she say, has, like Damien, she has a built-in storyline. So it's not only like, oh, you can propel her to the championship level, but we can tie in another person and maybe whenever she recovers, another person into this story and get a lot of juice out of this. Go ahead, Rob. Yes. Because, uh, um, yeah, I was going to say, well, first, if, 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 you're, if you're seriously betting on professional wrestling, Please get some help. Um, but, but, I can stop anytime I want, Rob. I, I just have fun. Look, 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 look I can't talk. That ding was, was for Rob up. and that buzzer was for Jason. You can't stop look, whatever no, you want. I, I, was looking at, no. uh, I was looking at NBA Summer League point spreads. Okay, who the fall. fuck are you to talk to people oh, about no, betting no, no, when you're looking no. at Summer League spreads? You officially do not get to talk for the rest of this match segment. Dave, what are your thoughts? <laughs> On EO Sky winning the money in the bank. He's ta- he's bashing people who bet on wrestling. And he's been on NBA Summer League. You're done for this segment. Time out, bro. Put the shovel down and look at the corner and think about what you did. Dave, EO Sky, women's money in the bank. I just want to know if Rob's betting on WNBA games, too. I mean, I those are WNB Ray games, there. by the way. Stop steering, stop steering into the skid, Dave. Stop steering <laughs> um, into the skid. Yeah, EO winning is, is like you guys said, it's pretty chalk. There weren't really, really a whole lot of better options out there other than Becky would have been the only one that I would have maybe thought, okay, she's never done it. This would be good to get because like we've when we said a few weeks ago, I think DJ was there as well. Um, you got to get Becky and Rhea in the ring together somehow, some way. And, and that's it becomes more evident every single week. Um, you know, SmackDown's got their own built in story. That's fine. Rhea needs a legit challenger. Um, you know, where Sky fits in and all this whole thing. I don't know. But, you know, you watch her and her and Bailey at the press conference. Oh, it's our briefcase and everything's fine and all this bullshit. 
it's not. But uh, I think like like you guys are saying, EO was the only choice that really made the most sense here. DJ. Uh, first thing, uh, I thought the women's Money in the Bank ladder match was better than the men's. And that's not to say that I didn't enjoy the men's. I really just enjoyed the women. I thought there's some great storylines. The stuff with Trish and Becky, uh, the stuff with, uh, you know, Bailey going on in there, EO in there. I thought the finish was incredible with the handcuffs. With EO handcuffing Becky and Bailey underneath the ladder was just incredible. Um, I shit the bed on, you know, the finish. I thought Trish was going to win it. I know that sounds like an oddball pick. But I thought that there was juice to be had between her and Becky. Becky, again, the story was Becky's never won it. And her and Trish are feuding. I thought it would have been a nice little plot point between the two of them. If Trish somehow or another by hook or by crook won, I am not unhappy at all with EO Sky. Because, again, there's a built-in storyline right there with her and Bailey over this thing. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. Well, you do have thank you, Trish, tattooed on your arm. Or is that... I I do, I do. Is that childhood fantasy? I can't can't tell. Uh, Yes. Jason. Uh, The finish was one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Uh, That was just... And because I kept noting, I was like, Becky hasn't done anything with that handcuff. Like, uh, because I was even saying to my wife, I was like, you know, in kayfabe, I guess, I guess if I was doing something, I'd just take it and loop the other one around the same wrist. So I was wearing a double bracelet so that, you know, nobody could cuff me to something later. And of course, well, we fell on the banana peel and uh, and that was just all time stuff or sitting on top of the the on top of the ladder while those two like just look dejected and despondent underneath tied to each other. Brilliant stuff. And the match was awesome. And so, what great symbolism. Becky and Bailey handcuffed together. With Absolutely. All, with you all their history. It, Dave. And just looking at each other like, fuck, we're never going to get away from each other, are we? <laughs> nope. We are destined to do this forever. That's right. I thought the only other person that we haven't really talked about, and since she has Trish there as someone who kind of elevates her, I thought Zoe Stark might have been a smart choice if they were looking to go outside of the box and kind of put a put a rocket under someone but then at the same time what do you do there do you give her the title but you have a year to build it yeah dj yeah we go back to the to the la night argument that i believe dave made she hasn't earned it i love zoe stark i have high hopes for zoe stark on the main roster she's new i don't even think she's wrestled a, an actual singles match yet so we don't even have a win-loss record for her on the main roster. So you run into the same situation you run into with L.A. Knight, where you can argue she hasn't exactly earned it. Um, but, but, in the case of, argue, but in the case of Zoe Stark, she's on the heel side, not on the face side, where L.A. Knight's trying to live. Technically, you know even though he's over, L.A. Knight is a heel right now on TV well, and yeah, but come he's on. He's not a heel thank when you. you're looking at it. Yeah, thank you. But they are presenting him on TV as a heel. For now. Uh, oh, absolutely they, for now. They've definitely shifted, no. though, because Seth Rollins isn't a face. He's a protagonist. Sure, no, we're back into that tweener. That if tweener you are directing the crowd to well, sing your song and not insulting them <laughs> after they're done, you are a face. Yes, exactly. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. 
And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. He's a baby face. Mm. Hey, no, in this women's on. match, I did want to say one thing. Shout out to Zelina Vega, who I think was yes, the MV- MVP yeah. of the match. And she was my yeah. sentimental favorite to win. Uh, Zelina Vega was. Yeah, same here. All right, we brought up Seth Rollins already. Him and Finn have a, a really good match, in my opinion. And I wish that the storyline between Finn and Seth would have been something that had a longer period of time to be told. Um, how do you guys feel about what's going <coughs> to happen moving forward? Obviously, Seth is wrapped up in the Judgment Day here, and I don't think that that's a bad thing either, DJ. No, I, I like it. I think it gives, you know, Seth something to do and it keeps Finn, you know, in, in everybody's minds. Um, the, the question in the air will be, again, we talk about baby faces. We talk about heels right now. Judgment Day are the heels. Now you've got two heels butting heads in Finn and Davian Priest. Which one makes the turn? I think Finn has been much more effective as a heel in Judgment Day than he ever was as a baby face on the main roster. His babyface run in NXT was just because NXT is a different animal. It worked down there. He failed to find his footing as a babyface on the main roster. He's absolutely been killing it as a heel. I think there's more money in Damian Priest as a babyface here. I think the better question would have been, what do you guys think is going to happen tonight? We're recording Thursday night. You're listening Friday morning or at work Friday or on your way home before SmackDown. Seth defending the title against Finn tonight. Um, I wouldn't hate Finn winning. And, I, then, and, Seth is my and then and then Priest cashing in that. But here's the problem: it doesn't happen tomorrow because the Tribal Chief trial is gonna close the show, and you're not gonna have Seth <clears throat> lose the fucking belt in the middle of the show. I don't think so. so on, on, they're having that match unless on they open. If why they, the hell are they doing it on SmackDown? Is my you, question. You I'm sure telling. Like no. You sure it's not a dark match? You sure it's not a contract signing? Because I think, I mean, because they have the, they'll have the other brand championship match on as a dark match, but I don't think they're going to do it on television. Was yeah, it I, announced? I don't know. It, it, there was a report I, about I it, heard. but I think... Tony either fell asleep or had a stroke. I think it's a dark it's match. A I, don't think it, I don't think they're doing that on <laughs> yeah, TV. Yeah, I think it's got to be a dark match. No, you're wrong. I don't wrong. think they're doing that on TV. They're doing it on TV. Why would you make this new title and then immediately be like, all right, well, now it's... On Roman's show, a couple, again. couple of Raw guys going to show up on SmackDown to fight over the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, no, no, you can't. It's got to be a Make it immediately match. look second place. Immediately, again. It's yeah, it's, with the brand split police of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast like to weigh yeah, in on we this. We yeah. I've okay, seen that um, it's now. So we get a ruling on that. I've seen okay, that it's a match. Uh, it's happening. Okay, I. Yeah, it's happening in Poughkeepsie on a Tuesday night. No, it's. I would I, like I can almost. I would like handwritten easy. letters to uh to me tomorrow night. No, I can almost guarantee you a dark match. Apologies. Okay, I can. I can almost guarantee. If we're wrong on next week's mindless wrestling podcast, I will acknowledge PC Tony. I if will we're stop wrong. calling. 
I will let you skate on the bet you made for WrestleMania. If WWE will return to Madison Square Garden in New York City on Friday night for a SmackDown TV event. The arena has been advertising World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins defending against Damian Priest in a dark match. However, that has now changed to Rollins defending the title against Finn Balor. This is a rematch from the Money in the Bank 2023. And I and I will I will I will I will bet that it's a dark Leave match. It. I will believe it when I actually. Yeah, see it's, it. a dark match. Okay. it's a dark match. Okay. What are we doing? What's next? Oh, hold on. do I get to talk again, or am what? I? In, as long as you're not over there, because Tony's the one to book As long as you're not over there betting on NCAA lacrosse, motherfucker. Just because I'm a, you know, not quite degenerate gambler doesn't mean okay. Come on. Okay. There's major league. Rugby, you can bet on Rob. I'm just oh, gonna throw that out. <laughs> oh, also, what's what's the over under on Tunney being wrong on the Seth Rollins match on Friday? Can we bet on that? Oh, it's 100. percent I was just fucking with you guys. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. okay, but um, um, for me, I mean the match was fine. It's not that you know there wasn't anything wrong. It's just it was clear that it was it was kind of presented to me as if. Okay, well, this match isn't really that important for this show. We're just kind of doing it for the sake of having it, and to and to further things between Priest and um, Balor. Um, so it was fine. Um, and um, and let me just add, <clears throat> okay, the with the women's Money in the Bank match, yeah, there was a story. There's a story for EO, and just like there would and there would have been a story for Trish or Becky, I think, with each other. Um, had either one of them won, but okay. But anyway, um, yeah, but that's it. I just had, had to get my two cents in there. <laughs> and now, 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 now I will go back to, 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 to looking for some action here. Okay. What, if you got a problem, <laughs> make a call. You're almost, you're almost as bad as your boy King Kong. <laughs> Who else has got something here? Are we good to go? Um, Should we move on? I thought it was an incredible match. Yeah. I, I I enjoy both of these guys. Seth Rollins is my boy. Sin, Finn Balor's a, a close second or third as far as my favorite wrestlers in WWE currently. Um, you know, all in all, I, I look forward to seeing where the Judgment Day story is going now that uh, Damian Priest is senior money in the bank. And, you know, Finn Balor is still technically the number one contender um, this is fun. Like to me, this storyline has me roped in. See, and I'll I'll jump in on what DJ's saying here. Judgment Day is in a weird spot because Finn clearly the most talented of the four of them. Okay, but in ring anyway, but kind of the odd man out, isn't he? Rhea is in a different level entirely as far as women's champion. Dominic Mysterio is the most hated guy in WWE. All he's got to do is pick up the mic, and the hate is you can feel it coming through your TV. Now Damian Priest has money in the bank. So that Finn's kind of the odd man out. So I'm really curious to see where you go with this thing. I tend to agree with you, DJ. Turning Finn face makes absolutely no sense. Right. He was he was a face when he won the universal title in 2016. Then the injury completely legit, non-kayfabe, destroyed all that. Um so he's never wait, he's never be, been wouldn't it be good stroke on the judgment day's part if twice their leader tried to turn on them and destroy them and twice they whooped his ass? Could be fun. Could be fun. I don't know. Could be fun. In my head. So I was like, oh, yeah, Edge tried that. 
Yeah, but I think, you know, you are going to have the building friction between Damian Priest, Finn Balor. That's going to reach ahead at some point in time. Um, whether Priest has the belt by then or not, who knows? Could be Survivor Series where you see them fight each other. Let's throw Plus. a hypothetical question out there, and I want to wrap this around the room. Damian Priest doesn't cash in on Seth or Finn. Damian Priest sets his targets on Roman Reigns. What does that match look like to you, PC Tunney? You go first. No. Not happening. Sir, you're on mute. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was... God damn it. I was efforting. I was efforting something for shortly here. Um, No. No, not going to happen. You don't think he's going to... You don't think he's going to challenge Roman at all. Okay. Jason. No. Wow. Okay. No, they keep them far, far, far away from each other. Well, I shit the bed on this segment, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was about to ask that. Does it? um, How long is the match actually? And I'd say the match is two minutes, and Roman wins. So yeah. Thanks. I would say you're going to see some teases of Damian cashing in on Roman. So I kind of like what Theory did last year. I don't even think you're going to see that. But I. But it won't. Nothing will materialize. There could be. Whatever is going to happen, you know, with the Usos and, 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 you know, Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam, presumptively, that's what's going to happen. I would not be surprised if you see Damian Priest not on the card, but teasing cash-ins all night. You know, you got Gunther versus Drew, presumptively, as well, at SummerSlam. <clears throat> it's going to be like this guy lurking in the shadows the whole night, and he'll never cash in. But I think that would be kind of fun to see him be an ever-present threat for every world champion. That whole night. But yeah, I, I don't think it'll, you know, Roman's not, that's not how they're going to get the belt off of him. Or like you guys are saying, it'll be a two minute match. Roman wins. You know, you'll be like, that was a waste of time. Rob. Um, zero chance at best. You might get like a backstage thing where Priest shows up on SmackDown one night, holding up the briefcase. They're not having a match. Okay. All right, Tony, move on. (laughs) Sorry. I had to throw that in there. All right. That, that was me. That was the sound of me <clears throat> shitting the bed. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's move on. DJ's to now it. Amber Heard because he's shitting the bed. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. Oh, now we have a title contender. Another title contender there. Podgasm and Amber Heard shits the bed. All right, we're gonna move on like this. I'm on vacation. This is as much stand as you get out of me. (laughs) Gentlemen, the bloodline has imploded. Roman Reigns has been pinned since the first time since the dog. December of 2019. The dog food angle with (laughs) Baron Corbin, who's officially in NXT Mm. now. Uh, We getting Jay and Roman at at SummerSlam, uh, Jason? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do we, uh, Jey Uso gets sent to, sent to God at SummerSlam. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Jey Uso is going to go, go up and see Yokozuna. He's going to see, you know, everybody. 
It's he's gonna be welcomed into the gates because uh, Jay Uso is gonna die at SummerSlam. Dave, you wanted to jump in there. Well, <laughs> die might be a little bit strong. He's gonna get beat. That's for damn sure. Uh, but I do think it's gonna be main event Jay Uso versus Roman at SummerSlam. We know who's winning. But um, yeah, I mean the biggest the biggest story coming out of Money in the Bank is the Roman taking the pin. I did not see that coming. I, why not, though? Why didn't you see it coming? What did you think would happen? I mean, if he won, were they going to fall back into line? I, I don't know. Uh, DJ, what do you think? Where do they go from here now? I'm actually very intrigued for a bunch of different reasons. I think on our podcast, we all predicted Solo Sokoa to take the take the fall. That's but then you're I kind meant. of just running back what happened in Saudi Arabia, you know, six or eight weeks ago. So, you know... That, if the Usos were winning, Roman had to be the one to be pinned. Jay Uso had to be the one pinning him. The question moving forward is, okay, we fast forward to SummerSlam. It is main event Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. We all unanimously agree Jay Uso is going to meet the tribal ancestors. Um, it's just going to happen. But the question is, after that, what happens to the Usos? Do they just become another tag team? Like, hey, we beat Roman once and now we're wrestling the Viking Raiders this week, or does this, um, does this storyline open up even more to what? And that's the question in the air. And again, I think this is why they've been so successful with this angle for going on three years now is what's the next thing, you know, with each milestone, with each plot point, with each plot twist, They've managed to give us more. We, because I, I honestly, after the Sami Zayn thing, I was like, okay, what's next? Well, then they found the next next, and I'm interested to see what the next 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 is. Rob, what do you think of that? Uh, okay. Well, first of all, oh, by the way, I did get, I did get in on the. Uh, You're gonna get suspended for another segment if you don't. Tell <laughs> look, 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 don't look, give look, a I, shit. I did, look, I, you want to talk I, about I, last year's Money in the Bank match? You want to talk about? Fucking women's junior tennis in Serbia. Why don't you tell hey, us listen, about man. the bloodline, brother? Okay, well, first, look, look, match was excellent. Now, I did think it went a bit long. It was like 30 minutes. I think they could have shaved a little bit, about 10 minutes off of that. Um, and speaking of 30 minutes, there's about 30 minutes left in the Seattle Storm Connected Sun game. Okay, yeah, you you're just trying to get, you under you're just trying to get suspended. <laughs> Here's the thing. Much like Dave LaGreca on, on Busted <laughs> Open, who was surprised again that Roman was the main event. Like, the How World Heavyweight cha- the world heavyweight Championship wasn't the main event when it was the first night it was being won. Anytime Roman shows up from he's here until he loses the fucking belts, he's in the fucking main event. It doesn't even matter if it's a contract signing. It's the last Is thing LaGreca that's happening. off his meds? He... I, I don't know. LaGreca. Roman Reigns is holding the top title in professional wrestling longer than anyone has held it in 40 years. 30, 40? Was it 30? 30. Almost 40. It's almost 40. Almost 40. 40. Yes, he's going on last. Jesus Christ. If he was wrestling a broomstick, he would be going on last. Yeah, and it'd he, be five stars, goddammit. He'd get five stars out of Moppy. Well, yeah. Seven in the Tokyo Dome. If it was a descendant of Moppy, the Mop line. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, yeah, Roman's always gone. Come on now. I mean, that's, that's just stupid. Um, 
but no, I thought the match was great. I thought that the finish, the last 10 minutes were outstanding. Oh, um, yeah. Um, Roman taking the pin. I was surprised, but it was the but it was the way they did it was perfect because it was it was a, it was a surprise. And so that way, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like some stupid, you know, wasted surprise victory or something. But it, but I think the way they did it was perfect, and it and sits- even protected him because it wasn't clean. Like it, 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 that was the most brilliant I mean, finish they could have done. I was that I was, was about team. as that's about as clean as you're gonna get, though. Oh yeah, exactly. It is as clean as you're gonna get, but it still wasn't clean as a whistle, like when he's gonna lose the WWE Universal Championship. Yeah, I mean it's they not, needed some like, spray. They like, needed hey, some spray and wash on it. But it was still pretty clean. Oh yeah, they needed some spray and wash, but and it was also a callback, obviously, yeah, to right. Jay and Roman's uh, Roman's thing. And uh, I believe it was called cheating when Roman did it. So sorry, but anyway. Yeah. So what happens now, though, is the most fascinating thing, um, because where does this go? Like, because there's no way Roman, he's not taking the Universal Championship off Roman. No. Uh, and, the, and one of my last thought on this was I was so – on the way to this match, I was on the team of Roman Reigns should not take his next pinfall until he loses everything. The next time he gets pinned clean or pinned should be in the main event of yeah, WrestleMania. But, when he loses but this, this just happened so that right. it's more believable that he could lose. That's all. Yeah, no, exactly. No, good, so good. The, hang on. This the, but I have two points then, there then. But – Throughout the night and throughout the week and throughout the match, they got me there. And I was just like, no, this is this is the right move. This is the it it doesn't really hurt Roman. It doesn't it doesn't take this it no, they just made it work <coughs> for me. And I, I went from like, this is the worst idea of all time, you know, a month, you know, and before. And then they totally when it happened, I was just like, Wow, that was a piece of art. That was awesome. I think uh, what made it work was this little piece of business. Uh, when Roman took a powder and he was on the outside with Solo Sokoa and they were standing next to Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman's looking at him like he's trying to take everything from you. He's trying to be the tribal chief. He's trying to usurp you. And he kept pointing at Jay. And in that moment, I'm like, holy shit, they're going to do the thing tonight. And that's the story. And then it adds to Roman's psychosis. It adds to Roman's descent into madness and that's what I'm. I'm. That's what's got me hooked. You know, wh- what so, is Roman as a character going to do with this loss? And how is Paul Heyman going to fan that fire? How is he going to feed into? Because now Paul Heyman has become the gaslighter. You know, and, and, and you know what is he going to do? How is he going to get in Roman's head and twist him moving forward? That's what I'm intrigued to see. The thing, though, too, is Jay already said he doesn't want to be the tribal chief. And you kind of pointed out that Paul's just keep on putting things in Roman's head to try and keep him have the title as long as he possibly can because that's his meal ticket and that's what Paul does. And that's fine because Roman and him have benefited like a hippopotamus and the bird that eats the bugs out of his fucking ears, right? Yep. But Jimmy and Jay want Solo to take over. So Red Rover, Red Rover, let Solo take over. Obviously, Roman's winning here. At some point, Solo's going to turn. That's going to be another big match where you think it might happen. 
I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't put betting odds on who's going to be the one to take down Roman Reigns. If I had to, I'd tell you right now, if I had to pick somebody, I'd say Dominic Mysterio at WrestleMania 42. Oh, good God. Come on. <laughs> I think you just oh. triggered Rob again. Rob's going to bet on NWSL if you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you want me to go find out what the uh, what the uh, little league is doing over here? <laughs> hey, we'll we got little league baseball getting ready to start up. I hey, think. Yeah, you guys got is, uh, Hey, you guys is got Bushy highlight. Road starting to put up? Is Bushy Road putting up any odds yet? God. What are the odds that Kota Bushi is going to be the fifth member of the elite again? Huh? Oh, good grief. Uh, yeah. Probably higher than Drew McIntyre going to AEW. Wait, is that is that at Blood and Guts? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to that. Oh, you are? Oh, that's right. Oh, you'll get to see Yeah, Cody. I'm going to Blood and Guts. It's at the Garden. Cody. All right, nice. any, la- any last thoughts on the Bloodline and Money in the Bank overall from anybody? Or should we just... No, uh, I think I got all my shit in. So, here's a question about the about the loss. Okay, and, uh, and I think you're right. I wanted to laugh at Michael Cole, uh, but Dave, you are right. It does show that Roman's beatable. It shows he's not invincible. It It does show all that. So I was still laughing at Michael Cole because he's like, Roman Reigns is not invincible. He can't be beat. It's like, okay, yeah, all it takes is an inside job from his own family and this, that, the other time. Okay, yep. Johnny Wrestling, just follow that blueprint and you'll be fine. Um, So, yeah, you've definitely given the recipe to beat Roman Reigns. But on a more serious note, what is this loss? Is this the – what what Avengers are we at the end of? Are we at the end of Infinity War or are we at the end of Endgame? Age, the end of Age of Ultron. Yeah, Age of or, Ultron. Yeah, is, are we, yeah. Uh, yeah, or are we at Age of Ultron, man? But Infinity is with Thanos. We're, we're about halfway through the story. Yeah. Yeah, boy. But well, regardless, is this the thing? Hey, whoa, he looks beatable. He looks beatable. And then he reigns for another thousand. Jay, Jay, I mean, if we're using nerd analogies, Jay is the fake big bad. You know, I, I mean, and this win here establishes him as an Ultron-esque character. You know, he got the win. It made all the sense in the world to put him over. But something bigger is coming to either it's Solo or it's Cody or it's, you know, Perhaps you know somebody that we're not even thinking of. I know Tony's thinking Kenny Omega. I mean, you know, no, something. Oh, listen, that's yeah, a huge bargaining. That is a big bargaining chip, like, though, to get the, him and the elite over. Think about it. They come I, to them with the I, same I, contract I, they offered them before. The elite series on the network. It's on the cock now, by the way. If you can get if it on the Kenny cock. Omega pins Roman Reigns, I will burn every single piece of WWE merchandise I have. I don't really want you to do that. Well, so we'll just we, we can talk some AEW now, here in a little bit because I've got some thoughts over but, some stuff. But no, no, no. That's, Why don't we – let's let's let Dave but give the, the last thought the, here on, on the whole thing, and we'll go to a break, and then we'll come back and hit some AEW stuff. Yeah, just, I mean, everything you guys have said. I, I, I mean, it makes sense, Roman wanting to put his, his real-life cousins over as strongly as possible. Uh, you know, and, and really establish these guys. I, you know, the X factor in this thing to me is, is Kevin and Sammy and the unit unified tag titles. And, you know, you got to figure the Usos may want to get, and I know the Usos are kind of being positioned as face friendly right now, but I got to imagine Kevin and Sammy are going to be there tomorrow night as part of this travel quarter somewhere, because that's still 
on the periphery out there. So at some point, uh, yeah, because what's next for Kevin and Sammy? You know, who's who's their next challengers? If it's not the Usos, then who? Viking um, Raiders. Oh, uh, I just threw that out there. At the Mindless <laughs> I, Pod, at Attitude AGG, at Podcast DWI. This is the podcast. Podgasm. This is the All podgasm. Right. We're going to take a break, come back, and get into a little bit of potpourri. Chairshot Radio Network is what you're listening to. TheChairShot.com, ProWrestlingTees.com, forward slash TheChairShot. Check it out. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, and we are back. This is the TriCast, as you heard right before the break, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, DWI, and the Attitude of Aggression Podcast are all represented here tonight. I want to get in and talk a little bit of AEW, um, mainly because if you've listened to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast for any length of time, you know that I am not an AEW fan. I, I, I don't have cable. I don't watch it. I haven't seen anything more than clips and nuggets, whatever I've managed to see online. Their fan base and their owner, quite frankly, have turned me off from even trying to find it um, on YouTube or any at any length. Over the holiday weekend, um, I was up in Pensacola at my dad's and you know, this was kind of a, <clears throat> a fun thing for me because my dad is the reason I got into watching pro wrestling and inevitably got into the business. Um, he and I sat down and watched actual wrestling for the first time in decades. And, you know, we watched, he didn't watch Money in the Bank with me. We did watch Saturday Night AEW Collision, and this would have been their third episode. And this is the first AEW show that I've ever watched. And, you know, I, I made it a point to sit here. First, I was like, I'm not watching this shit. But I'm like, no, you know what? We talk about them so often in the negative sense. I want to have a bit of perspective on what I'm watching. And, and I have to be honest the wrestling that I saw on the show on Saturday night was very good. There were some booking decisions I could question. There was definitely some production elements that I could look at and point at and say, you know what, that stunk. But, you know, all in all, my overall introduction to AEW as a, a, a program was not bad. Um, but I guess what I'm scratching my head about right now is how people, and, and mind you, I've only watched one episode, one two-hour episode versus – three and a half years that they've been in existence, how anybody can look at what they're watching on AEW and with a straight face, look me in the eye and tell me from a production standpoint, from a wrestling standpoint, from an overall package standpoint, how you can look at me with a straight face and tell me that what I saw on Saturday night is better than anything WWE does on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm going to start with Tony. Um, Tony, you don't watch a whole lot of AEW, I understand. <sighs> More than I let on, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> so just from a – let's just talk about the wrestling, okay? Because at the end of the day, this is what we're supposed to be watching is wrestling. I, I guess. Do you – I'm going to continue. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to continue to play that character. Sorry, while you're. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's yeah, okay, good. One, of your, one of your endearing traits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, endearing. Uh, <laughs> gets you in trouble sometimes, though. <laughs> yeah. So, from a wrestling standpoint, uh, do you enjoy the wrestling? 
with AEW. If you strip away all the other shit, all the segments, the production value, everything else, do you enjoy the wrestling? Let me tell you something, DJ. I'm going to answer that question a little differently. I grew up and played baseball my entire life from in organized fashion from five and a half till nearly 40. I hate watching baseball. I really don't like a lot of wrestling matches. I love the storyline and I love good wrestling matches. So in general, kind of bored with wrestling matches overall. Can I answer your question like that? Okay. No, perfectly fine. Jason, what about you? Just the wrestling on AEW, would you say it's on par, better than, or less than what we see on a weekly? Because this seems to be everybody's argument with AEW, is that the wrestling is better. WWE puts the cuffs on people. They don't let them go all out. I didn't see anything Saturday night that was any more dynamic or better than anything I watch you know, on Mondays or Fridays or Tuesdays with WWE. No, especially on the weekly programming, you, you don't get that. Um, maybe a few main events here and there get a little spot crazy or, or uh, you know, indie-rific, if you will. But is but, that good uh, wrestling? Great question. It depends, frankly. Uh, it, it depends I mean, it's subjective. It it's how subjective. They're doing it. Because, I mean, you guys know me. I, I, I'll go to a certain line. Like, like, gold, like, black and gold NXT, like, that was my shit. And they were kicking out of everything. But... And, you know, and yeah, it, again, as silly as it is, in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah, you have a few more reversal bars, you have a few more special meters, and you, and you, you get to do that stuff. Um, but as far as the wrestling talent, I would say overall, just on average, no, I would say it's, it dips probably, average is probably worse than WWE. That being said, I don't think they have a lot of matches or anything that I'm like, wow, these guys suck. Like, no. Uh, overall, worse? Yeah, because somebody's got to be better. Somebody's got to be worse. But I don't okay. think it's any giant cliff either. Okay. Dave, any thoughts from you? So, um, I'm not a hardcore. I'm not one of these AEW fans who blindly thinks that it's the greatest shit since sliced bread. That being said, I was at the first double or nothing. I have seen every AEW pay-per-view that there's been. I don't watch Dynamite religiously. I certainly don't watch Rampage or Collision. What you got, DJ, was a really light version of AEW. AEW does not put on bad pay-per-views, period. There has okay. not been one. Double or Nothing this year was the first one that I said, eh, that's kind of subpar. Forbidden Door was fantastic. You're talking about the wrestling? You will not find a better match anywhere, any promotion, WWE included, better than Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay from a week ago. No way. It just, okay. there's not a chance. Um, nothing that, as good as Roman and Cody was at WrestleMania, which was my match of the year up until like eight days, nine days ago, it just, you know, from a pure wrestling and the story that they had and the animosity and the just what Omega and Ospreay did, that's the men's match of the year. But Didn't, didn't oh no, that was, that was the year before. Never mind, go ahead. But um, at the same time, yeah, the story the stories aren't as compelling. Certainly nothing that they've got going in AEW comes remotely close to the bloodline. Not even not even yeah. anywhere. Their women's division is still lagging behind. They've they've got some talent. They ran with Jade Cargill for too fucking long. Now she lost and is gone. So we don't know what the hell's happening with her. 
Their tag team division was dominant for a while, but even that's kind of taken a back seat. Yeah, there's some questionable booking. There's some questionable production issues. They are riding this Wembley Stadium show for every fucking thing that they can. And touting gates and numbers, 75,000. Yeah. Um, but the question is, after, after All In is done, then what? You know, where are you? What are you going to do? How are you going to build on that? And that's AEW's biggest problem. I think they've got a fine product. Like you say, their their owner's delusional. Um, and cocaine's a hell of a drug. But that being said... <laughs> it's so funny that AEW's biggest success is going to lead WWE to be able to get paid by Great Britain to have a WrestleMania there. AEW it's, it's, is literally it's... laying the groundwork for WWE to make Look, a billion dollars in, in England. Look. If they had opted to put money in the bank in Wembley instead of the O2, they would have drawn oh, 85, sure, 90,000. That's people. not what they do. But it's because the UK is a. I wish Kenny was on Listen, here. He could tell us they're different. They're not even. Entirely. It's a they're not even. And they're starved for wrestling over there. They're not even coming back to the States with this momentum and selling 15, 20,000 seat arenas out. They're still when, knocking when them you, down to 10, 9,000 and no, just doing that's what they sell, do. When you sell 75,000 tickets. And you don't have one match announced. That tells you all you need to know. They don't care what's going to be on there. It's just a pro wrestling event in Wembley for the first time since what? SummerSlam 92? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to show up for that. Come on. It does, you know, they don't care. It doesn't matter yeah. what match you're going to get on there. AEW is a fine product. It is not WWE. It's not as bad as a lot of the most hardcore WWE fans make no, it out to be. No, no, But no. it's, you know, it's not the greatest shit ever like the hardest of hardcore AEW fans like to portray it either so i've got some more thoughts on that i'm gonna kick it over to rob real quick and get his thoughts because he was smiling over something a minute ago okay um i think okay look sumo wrestling bet came home okay no well actually because all right so they're 129 combined and under is 166 so and there's eight minutes left all right um okay (laughs) but um um <laughs> sell it, sell it, Rob, sell it. <laughs> um, but okay, um, there are some people there because uh, I've I've been to Dynamite a couple of times. I've watched some of their stuff on TV. There are some people there who I like a lot, who I think are really good. Um, if you like, if you prefer the New Japan indie riffic kind of style of wrestling, then yeah, you then yeah, you are going to say you are going to like things like Omega and Will Ospreay better than any WWE stuff. If you do not prefer that type of wrestling and that type of thing is not going to be your cup of tea. Um, I think from what I've watched, there are plenty of there. I've seen individual matches that I would say are as good as anything you'll see in WWE anywhere else. Um, they have some individual wrestlers who I think are as good as anybody you'll see on WWE television. Um, yeah, I think w- when they do something good, it's as good as anything. Basically, when they do the good stuff, is as good as anything you'll see in WWE. Yes, um, but for me, I'm I'm not a fan of the indie riffic style of wrestling, and some and then also some of that shit they do is just sloppy as all get out, and, you know. And to me, you can't ignore that. Um, like you can't ignore just. I mean, and yes, I mean and yes. Sometimes WWE matches can be kind of stage managed too much, so that they're not sloppy at all but they don't necessarily hit another gear like especially on tv but i'm going to talk about that in a minute go ahead okay but 
I mean, some of those AEW matches I've seen, and we've seen clips of that, that stuff. And it, it, when it gets bad, it gets really bad. <laughs> I mean, um, but overall, I think, look, I mean, overall, it's 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 a fine. Like I said, I think it's it's overall it's fine. Overall, you know, when it, when it's good, it makes for a when it's good, it makes for a good, you know, add-on or alternative to WWE. Yes, um, but to me, there's enough. The the bad stuff is can be really bad, and I would by no means consider them any type of real rival or whatever for WWE. No. Okay. Couple production points, um, and it's not just like production of the show, but production of the matches themselves. Um, I, I opened up with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus uh, Dustin Rhodes in what was a good match. Um, I don't understand why in the quarterfinals of the Owen Hart Cup, why Dustin Rhodes had to be busted open and you know bleeding <laughs> all over the place. Uh, I question that. I can tell you why Dean Ambrose was the agent for that match. Okay, then that that fully explains it. There's it's not a Dean Ambrose production if there's not bleeding going on. Um, oh, but also, it is a John Moxley production. Uh, there, hey, there you and go. also a Rhodes has never been scared of uh, doing something the hard way. Yeah, but yeah. red makes green, as Dusty used to say. But why are we doing exactly. red in a quarterfinal match of the Owen Hart Cup? With you know the match was good. The wrestling in the match was good. The finish was overbooked all to hell. I don't understand why Powerhouse Hobbs needed triple interference to beat you know fifty some odd year old Dustin Rhodes. Uh, I question the booking decision there. Uh, we had injury. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. That's why. Uh, this is true. This is true. Yeah, cocaine compels you to do disturbing things, and we saw that Saturday night. Uh, next little thing that I had, you had, and I, again, I'm, I'm new to AEW programming. You had Juice Robinson with uh, Billy Gunn's kids and uh, Switchblade in the ring cutting a promo. And even my dad, and, and I, when I talk wrestling and I talk about, you know, what I know being a little bit on the inside and having a podcast and things like that, I always refer back to the casuals, one being my girlfriend, my dad being the most casual of the casuals is watching this segment with me and he's like, they really like that camera, don't they? Because they kept getting right up in in the camera that was in the ring with them, and they just kept going back to it. I felt like the whole segment was way too long. Um, you know, Juice Robinson, hell of a professional wrestler. He had a really good match with with uh, Ricky Starks. Uh, enjoyed the hell out of that match. He did not talk me into the building with that promo, and, and I and I really felt like he was just out there talking to hear himself talk. That being said, Billy Gunn's kids, one, he can't deny them. Two, I would love to see those guys break out of there and go to WWE because I think there's there's just – they're diamonds in the rough, Billy Gunn's kids are. Um, all that the guys who should have gone to WWE, Switchblade Jay White made the decision to go to AW instead of WWE. They have done zero. I agree with you, and, and I thought about that. In my initial thoughts, I'm like, what is Switchblade doing, man? The dude left money on the table – but he's he's still young enough to where if he runs out his AEW contract, he can still go, still go to WWE. Plus, right now, where does he fit into WWE programming? Nowhere. Yeah, so man. was it really a bad move for him? Like, at this point in his career? No, it wasn't. I mean, they would have just stuck him in NXT. So you might as well yeah, be on he, AEW. At least he's on regular TV. But I agree with exact. I, I agree with the spirit of what you're saying, Dave. You know, because I thought the same thing when he first signed on. A um, couple of the little things. There was a woman's match with the was the TBS champion, uh, Chris Statlander versus Lady Frost. And this is one that had me scratching my head because 
And you're kind of in a conundrum here because AEW takes a lot of criticism for slotting the women's matches and segments into horrible time slots and then not giving them enough time. But you had 8-0 champion Chris Statlander in a 50-50 booked match with 0-2 Lady Frost. And I just felt like it, like if this had happened on WWE, if this had been like, you know, Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah, and Rhea didn't absolutely destroy Aaliyah, the internet would have been all over this, like, how did how did Aaliyah last so long, and how credible is Rhea Ripley as a champion if, you know, Aaliyah, who hasn't done anything since she pinned Natty, is out here going 50-50 with Rhea? This is kind of the feeling that I got from this. That was a good match. You know, the, the girls had a good match, and, you know, to their credit, they gave them time to cook, but it was just an odd booking decision for me that your new champ didn't go out and squash this Owen two girl that they're just trying to give some TV time. Your new champ who ended the longest undefeated streak since fucking Goldberg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the only other thing was the, uh, the main event, Samoa Joe and, um, God, his name just fell right out of my head. It was Roddy. Uh, Right. Yeah. Roddy. Uh, excellent match. Excellent match. As good as anything you would have seen in NXT back in the day from these guys. The only other thing in that match, and I think this is where you, when you give the boys too much of their own and you don't, and this goes back to what Rob was saying about WWE sometimes overproducing their matches a little bit. They kept going on the whole trope of, you know, can Roddy knock down Samoa Joe? Like he went for a couple moves and he hit him and Samoa Joe staggering and the, you know, the, the, the commentary team's like, can he knock him down? Can he knock him down? They did this three times after Roddy had already knocked him down twice. So I was like sitting there following the story of this match. And while the match itself wrestling wise was very, very good, the story that they were trying to tell wasn't. And CM Punk on commentary added absolutely nothing to that match. If anything, it detracted. It, it kind of kept yeah, distracting DJ, me from watching the match. DJ, you can take out on commentary in that sentence. Awesome. Well, yeah, just CM Punk CM, in general. CM Punk's existence distracted me from what was really going on. <laughs> and added absolutely nothing. All in all, my all introduction right, to AEW as a, as a product was not bad. I will say this. Collision was a good show. There were little things I could pick apart production-wise. I will not sit here and listen to any hyperbole that AEW is doing anything better than WWE. There may be little things that are good, little things that pop people more than others. Uh, but all in all, I think AEW is a great distant second-place player with some really good talent on the roster from what I've seen so far. The one thing AEW does that I wish WWE would do, and no, it's not blading and bleeding, Pal drivers. That's the only aspect of it. I like seeing a good pal driver when it's executed well. And yeah. I know guys in, in WWE could do it just as well, if not better. And I still don't understand. Okay. You had one bad incident with Owen Hart and Steve Austin 25 years ago. Oh, we're, and we're allowing, uh, what is it? The tequila sunrise? Like every other person does. Is it the tequila yeah, sunrise? Which is essentially a pile the, driver. It is. So it I, ends I in a pile driver. You might as well allow the pile driver. Dave, I'd interject that, that it's been 25 years, so if we start rolling the dice, we're due. And uh, I don't want that to happen to anybody. And really, I don't pop that hard just because someone's doing a, you know, a... See, I, I'm with Dave. I like a good pile driver. If it's done every once in a while, I agree with you, Jason. You don't want to overdo it. But right. if we're being honest, the Styles Clash has broken more necks than any pile driver has ever done. Yes. Fact. Correct. True. Yep, that's true. 
So, all right, Tony, you want to take us home here? You got anything else? I mean, is, are, is, is, are we done talking AEW? Is there another subject? I'm done with AEW. I, yeah. I put the no. You want to talk TNA? You, you want to talk uh, the MLW? I've been waiting for that. Slam anniversary is next weekend. I got nothing to talk about with either one of them. I haven't watched either one. I've been waiting for the Skype to come up with a slap that I can do across the Skype here. Talk about TNA. Are you kidding Have you ever listened to freaking Pot is War? Jerry McDivitt, longtime lawyering talk. Longtime WWE lawyer withdrew from the MLW lawsuit and is yeah. now talking about retiring. That's that's from people like in my standpoint, that's kind of big news. I mean, he's been the guy who stiff armed every challenge to WWE for 40 fucking years, 30 years. Um, with him stepping down, it raises some questions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not, I, I know a little bit about that, but not enough to really make a interesting, compelling discussion about it quick anecdote uh his his streak continues of just grayson waller is a main man made man because tomorrow on the grayson waller effect edge will be one rated r superstar edge so the guy grayson waller is just literally doing a who's who of hey i get to work with everybody cool so they clearly trust him and they should because the kid's fantastic every time he's on my television so i'm good i'm good with it I'm glad you brought that up because we didn't talk about Cena's experience and the possibility of. Money. Yeah, we completely glossed all over so, that. That was a surprise right. with the Money in the Bank premium lap. I mean, Rob, was... what's the over/under on WrestleMania being in London? Yeah, if you um, can well, pull okay, your well. way of pull yourself <laughs> away from women's basketball. Okay, because we got we, <laughs> we got we got we got two and a half minutes left, and 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 the combined points You're is one fifty six. Back to the corner. So I need, back to the corner. I need I need some defense. Ten I need some points. defense here. Okay, but um. Oh. No, honestly, look, he they he wouldn't have come out there publicly and done all of that if yeah it wasn't Cena wasn't uh, shooting and no, people he, should yeah, know he, that this isn't happening even in the next two WrestleManias, right? Like forty three would be the first time that they'd be able to do this. Maybe forty four. You're probably looking at forty five or forty six by the time that the UK well, gets their shit together. We know forty's Philly, forty one's Nashville. Is that forty one's looking like Minneapolis? Yeah. Is it okay? Nashville's in the mix. You gotta figure Vegas is in the mix. No. But it's it's just a way of it's a way of just putting the card on the table. I mean, sure. obviously I think it was more of, a, out there. more of a he push towards London England than the WWE. I I would tell you this that in the WWE office buildings or on their calendars or whatever, there's WrestleMania London in Pennsylvania. They've made enough in inroads and phone calls and things like that. That they wouldn't let John go out there half cocked. Oh, we're right, going exactly. to get a WrestleMania. We're going to get a WrestleMania yeah. in London by WrestleMania 50. You look right. at what they did at Clash of the Castle. You look at the O2 renew. You look at what AW. We talked about it. What they're doing with All In without a match even booked. It's going to be 90 they grand. They're going to be 90,000 people at Wembley. Both nights. Easy. There we go. Yeah. All right. So that's it. And, and God willing, Roman Reigns will still be champion. Let's kick it around the horn. Jason, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter for every day that that app and hell site is still on the internet. Uh, you can find me at JediFet, J-E-D-I-F-E-T-T. And other than that, I'm just kind of here with my pals on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Gork Normal, Stitcher, and all the, where all your podcasts are found. Rob? Uh, you can find me in the Mindless Wrestling Podcast every week. And finally, every couple of weeks on my own little project, the Rob the Genius Podcast. And right now, we got 
24 oh, seconds Jesus left. Christ. We are counting so down, and really, we're almost someone, there. If you need help, folks, cat, find help. Just call. Out, Just call. There's a website or a we phone are, number for you. We are about what? to cash out, baby. What's... We're counting down. Dave, let everybody know what's... what's going on over at the Attitude of Aggression and what we can expect next from the Big Four. Yeah, if you've got a gambling problem, you can send your tweets to at Rob Bennett. Uh, anyway, no, you can check me out on Twitter. Our Attitude won. Ag. What's that? Our Bonnie won, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Facebook.com, Attitude Regression. We are going to get an episode of the Big Four coming out. Tony's favorite. We talked SummerSlam 89 and oh his God. absolute favorite pay-per-view, Survivor Series 89. But... We are moving towards Royal Rumble 90, WrestleMania 6, and the first ever Attitude of Aggression, first time ever, live watch along. We're going to watch the main event of WrestleMania 6, the ultimate challenge. We're going to load up the rocket fuel. Yes. That's my ultimate. So, and of course, of course, if you are pissed off about anything yeah. we said. Oh, God. And there's a lot that you could be pissed off. Yeah. AEW fans, if your mm. panties are in a bunch because mm -hmm. of the shit that we talked about your mm -hmm. company, send your hate tweets to at It's Me DPP. Yeah. Why, Tony? Yeah, because fuck that guy. Uh, DJ, tell us all about the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Dave stole my thunder because I was going to lead you into that, Tony, when I took my segment here. It's all good, though. You can find me at The Mindless Pod on Twitter for as long as that place lasts. You can also find the Mindless Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. We do some outtakes every now and then. Haven't uploaded there in a while, but if I have a reason to, we definitely will. Uh, that's all I got. For the phenomenal AJB and DPP who aren't here, so I'm not going to give their Twitter handles, all I'll say is check out ChairShot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms. You're already listening to it. Everything you need, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. And don't forget to visit thechairshot.com where we remind you to always use your head. And for now, I will just leave you with this. Five guys walk into a podcast, and what happens? Well, let me tell you, folks, it's money in the bank. ChairShot.com. Always use your head. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.